If you are sending spammy emails, expect unsubscribes. But if you're sending emails with value, anyone who unsubscribes, they're never going to buy off you anyway. So they're doing you a favor. They're cleaning your database. I do speak to people on occasion who say, oh, this Bob guy, he hasn't opened up my last 10 emails. So he's probably not interested. I, I better, I'll better remove Bob from my database. And it's like, well, how, how do you know that email number 11 isn't going to be the one where Bob spends a fortune with you? Hi everyone, welcome back to the Stay Hungry podcast. It's Joel and Andy, and today we're talking about email marketing. Bloody hell, it's, it feels like a long time. I was just thinking I've got a cream egg here and I can't open it now, can I? I've left it too late. And he hasn't got a cream egg. He's cream, got, look, he's got look, a cre- it's on camera, cream egg twister. Brilliant, showing the camera something on a podcast. <laughs> well, we've got three followers on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a cream egg hero. They're not the same, not the same. I do feel like whoever gets you for Secret Santa, though, it's an easy, easy oh, one. Fucking hell, we're doing that again. Yeah, I, I, I'm not getting involved. <laughs> we had a member of staff, um, how many fuck, years ago was it? it? up about and three she, times. Oh, fucking hell, she got some cheap app to randomise no, names. And, no, I'm not having this. Oh. This is not going out into the public domain. She tried to do it on paper, and every time the last person drew themselves. So I showed them an app that would do it, Right. And did it perfectly, but they put someone in twice. Ah, okay. So it wasn't the shit app? No. Problem in chair, not in computer. <laughs> right. So, email marketing. Sounds a bit boring, but it's not. It's important, isn't it? Yeah. And people are terrible at it. Uh, not everyone. I mean, I've literally just come off reading an absolutely unbelievable email. So you want but, mine? Uh, um, maybe. Um, well, most people don't send enough emails. No. And most people don't put any value in their emails. Oh, that's a nice one. So what's the, what's the frequency? Opt- well, optimal frequency op- for sending emails? Well, it, it entirely depends on your, on your marketplace. But if you're sending one email a month, that is not optimal. Sign up for my monthly newsletter. And, and to be honest, you, you can get away with sending one a week, but that's still not optimal. And uh, there are certainly, there's, there's businesses that I've signed up to that emails are so good that a daily email doesn't hurt. I, I would argue most people aren't good enough to do that. Um, but I signed up to one at that conference you went to, and they're awesome. I can't that's, the the one I, that's the one I'm referencing, yeah. Re- the Disney one, do you read that one today? Today, yeah. Really good. Oh, a few typos that you wouldn't make, but... Uh... <laughs> well... But when the... Con- but, hmm. let, you know, let's be frank. You can get away with typos if the value you're providing is really good. People will look past the typo if what you're telling them is amazing. Can I still be Andy? Can you still be Andy? Yeah, could I be Frank? <laughs> That's a Wayne's World joke. Oh. Yeah, no. Can, can, can oh, I be did Frank? I say let's, can, be, can fr- st- let's yeah. be Frank? Can uh, I be Frank? Can, can I still be Garth? Yeah. Oh, uh, when did Wayne's World come out? 1990? Shit, really? I was three. Kim Basin was in the second one, and, and she's like, uh, amazing. But Well, she's like a pin-up from before my time, so that tells you everything. Scandalous. Um, yeah, so that that's a good email. The one that come, the one we're talking about from the conference comes out every day. Um, we send probably three to five emails a week, but yeah, we definitely wouldn't recommend sending any fewer than once a fortnight. So, if your idea of email marketing is having a little form in the foot of your website that says "sign up for our monthly newsletter." Um, there are better things you can do because one, you're not giving any incentive for people to sign up, or yeah. why, and then once a month ain't enough to cut through the noise. Yeah, yeah. That's just that's just the way. If you think Steve Jobs, 
that famous speech he did in 97 about it's a noisy world out there. It's like, well, fucking hell, it's a lot noisier now. And you're more likely to get reported for being a spammer if you send an email once a month compared to once a day. Yeah, and I think, you know, in, in email marketing terms now, we probably could include SMS in that. That most email platforms now have an SMS function or plug-in. And, and we certainly, we use it uh, in warm-up funnels, but very few people use email marketing, uh, SMS marketing well in their general newsletter emails. Yeah, I was talking to... Um, a potential new client today and they've got 10,000 people on their database 5,000 so half of them are engaged buyers like so like super warm customers ready to buy again um, and they've only just started communicating with that database again which you know go that that's better than nothing but it's like, I think a lot of people there out there are sitting on gold they've got a database full of hundreds thousands of people who've bought off them or expressed an interest in buying and they get spoken to once in a blue moon. I feel a bit sick now because I know who you're talking about. Oh, okay. And I'm just like doing the maths in my head because I know what their average sale is. Yeah, it, it's, um, you know, do, well, do you remember we went to see that e-commerce firm fucking years ago and I think their database was 30,000 and she last emailed it six months ago. And so we took over their email, sent one email and they made... Was it like 10 grand from that first email or something? Yeah. So forget getting all new shiny people into the top of the funnel. Look at the people already in your funnel. Yeah. And and also look at the like what else can you do for them? Because you can provide you have to provide value in the emails. But ultimately you've got to drive people in a direction of what you want them to do. So you can't all, you can't always have a call to action of book a call. It, you, people get pissed off but if lots of people seem to be saying oh I'm really struggling with keeping my kitchen clean at the moment and you're a cleaning company every once in a while you could seed well I'm going to do a free 30 minute masterclass on our top tips to keep your sink sparkling or whatever and 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 offer value in a different way so it doesn't have to be the email, the email can be the call to action to the experience and then the experience becomes the point of sale for you to then take over their cleaning. So you say that most people just use email to say, buy my shit? Buy my shit or look how clever I am. Oh, okay. Yeah, I definitely get a lot of buy my shit ones. And it's like, I get it, well, you've just bought something off someone, you probably are really ripe to buy something again, but you're certainly more ripe to leave them a review. That's the best time yeah. to, to get a review. Yeah, I can't think the last time I got an email off someone I bought off. Um, yeah. You know, it's probably, um, it's probably Odin, actually. Odin Cinemas do it really well. Because they offer... Was it Odin or Cineworld? Anyway, one of them offer an incentive to leave your review. You'll get, like, the, put into a monthly prize draw to win 100 quid or cinema tickets or whatever. Whereas the other, other cinema in town, they just ask you for, for a, review a review. And then remind you that you haven't done it. Yeah. Well, that, that pisses me off as mm-hmm. well. Because, uh, I mean... Really, there's no excuse for any business, but if, if I'm being entirely honest, we don't always ask for feedback, but you probably should. If someone's purchased from you, you should then ask them for feedback. If you're asking them for feedback and there's no incentive for them to leave feedback, and then you're reminding them that they didn't leave you feedback, that's a surefire way to annoy people. That hotel I sat at in Glasgow asked for feedback today, but unfortunately, because the fire alarm went off three times in the night, I had to evacuate the building... 
um, because I think someone was vaping in their room. I mean, if you will stay in Glasgow on bonfire, (laughs) right? What to expect? And uh, yeah, no apology or explanation or anything. So yeah, they didn't get a really good review. Um, But yeah, so um, I see in the notes here you talked about subject lines. That's important because at the end of the day, you could have written an amazing, value-packed, fucking awesome email. Yeah. If no one opens it. Yeah, if it's called newsletter number two hundred and thirty-four. Latest news from. I I still do get emails like that. Yeah, or. um, People that make puns on the word news. Um, <laughs> Fucking hell, I know, sorry. I you know, know exactly who I'm referencing. Who, I know exactly yeah. who Joel's talking about now. But um, not down with a, a sort of financial pun type email subject header, Joel. Well, what what I'm basically saying is, if you, if a new the idea of a newsletter is not exciting. You know, even like parish councils don't do that anymore. You don't get the parish newsletter. It's normally dressed like I know in. There's a village near us called Church Stratton, and that's now called the Stratton Focus because they've cottoned on a hundred years ago that calling it a newsletter isn't going to get people to read it. So, yeah, I, and I'm not saying the shitty subject lines that where you pretend like it's a reply or some shit like that. I'm saying, what can you do to engage that person? So, like, it might be use their first name in the subject line. So, Andy, five things you might not know about such and such, or Andy, the number one way people are, da 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 da. So, like, what is going to make someone actually take note, considering that is it like the average person gets 390 emails a day or something? Okay, now, lucky I don't. Maybe it's not popular. You just unsubscribe from everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every day I do unsubscribe from shit. I've got to say, you know, hopefully it goes out saying that don't send emails to people who haven't gone into your database. It's it's a surefire way to piss someone off. It's like, if people do sign up, great. So, firstly, use a legally compliant mass email system. I mean, if you're still sending shit out to loads of people via Outlook, and maybe you say at the bottom, please reply with unsubscribe in the subject header if you don't want to hear from us again. That That's so unprofessional and amateurish, and in this day and age, there's no excuse. Mm. So MailChimp, ActiveCampaign, bloody Infusionsoft, whatever, just pay the money and do it properly um, and plus doing it that way you can also look at open rates and unsubscribes and all the kind of numbers that you love yeah <laughs> thanks the sexy numbers yeah but it's it's also like not seeing an unsubscribe as a negative like the sort of salesy shit thing to say is go for a no but when someone unsubscribes chances are they were never going to buy from you anyway so if you sent value yeah so don't if you're, you know, if you if you get if you think you're getting your subject lines there or thereabouts, you you're sending value, or uh, and value doesn't have to be you're reinventing the wheel every email. Value could be five things you didn't know about how to use your widget. You know, like like I've got a really good example, bit of a first world example, but the amount of people that drive round with those shit wheel covers on their Tesla, not oh, the aero ones, yeah. Right? which saves you, like, one mile for every 300 miles you drive. They do look crap. That don't realise that they've got really nice alloys underneath. Well, that's a good email Tesla could send. And I noticed, actually, because I went into the Tesla showroom the other day, that now they have one wheel covered and one wheel not on the car in the showroom. So how many... You've been a Tesla customer for, like, almost three years now. How many emails do you get from them? Mm. Oh, none. I can't remember ever receiving, like, a, a newsletter email, no. The customer experience is terrible. Bloody hell. But you're coming 
sort of towards the end of your lease, aren't you? Yeah, but still the, not the lease isn't directly through Tesla, is it? The lease is through who, what, whoever oh, the right, finance okay. company is. So, and yeah, I've not heard anything from them either. So, bloody hell, that's ridiculous. Because um, I mean, you, yeah, you do talk about like personalization. That's important. Uh, maybe use of emojis. Um, most email systems. Emojis to avoid. Yeah, emojis to avoid. Uh, overuse of emojis, but some way of standing out. Because, like I say, if if there are hundreds of emails sitting in someone's inbox, what's going to make them click? Yeah, your one. And like, probably three years ago, you could stick an aubergine emoji in the subject line and get away higher open rate. Now it's a surefire way to get yourself put in spam. Mm. What about the peach one? Yeah, probably the same. same. Yeah. And like, uh, normally that like dollar cash bag that's normally a bad one anything that's like laughy cry face i think is probably going to get marks. exclamation yeah anything yeah. yeah anything that tries to make it look like it's an urgent email yeah not good this is why it's good to have a team because part of their responsibility is to keep up to date with all this shit that's happened happening in yeah because there's a big list we've got in the room next door well, emojis not to use the email game you're playing as well is most people have outlook or hotmail as it once was or gmail so we're all playing to Google and Microsoft drum, the beat of Google and Microsoft drum. So if they say, right, the devil emoji is now spammable, well, that's mm. that's law. Mm. You, you can't yeah. fight it. It's not like, oh, well, only people with a Yahoo inbox are going to get my emails now. That's, mm. You can't play that. So, so what, um, joke about analytics there, but yeah, you, you unsubscribed, absolutely. We used to stalk people who unsubscribed us, but you know, if you are sending spammy emails, expect unsubscribes. But if you're sending emails with value, anyone who unsubscribes, like you said, that they're never going to buy off you anyway. So they're doing you a favour. They're cleaning your database for you. Mm. So, so I do speak to people on occasion who say, "Oh, you know, this Bob guy. He hasn't opened up my last ten emails, so he's probably not interested. I, I better, I'll better remove Bob from my database." And it's like, well, how how do you know that email number eleven isn't going to be the one where Bob spends a fucking fortune with you? So let let your database do the unsubscribing for you. Just leave it alone. You keep leading with value. Keep sending your emails and don't worry. Um, you know, if you do send an email and suddenly your number of unsubscribes jumps through the roof, then you've probably done something wrong. Yeah. But, other, but otherwise, don't waste your time trying to find out who these people are and, and figure out why they're unsubscribing. Yeah. I, I, that's something I was actually... We, we're recording more than one podcast episode today and... The other episode we were recording is a mindset one, but about um, if you spend so much time focused on a bit like where your attention goes, your energy flows. But if you spend so much time focused on the negative, you're you're doing more damage than good. You, if you know, it might be you send an email. Let's say just for ease of numbers, you've got a thousand people you don't. Send an email and fifty people unsubscribe, which would be a massive unsubscribe mm. rate. But if you then spend the next two days trying to unravel why those people unsubscribed, rather than why the 950 didn't, is that a good use of your time? Is that a good use of your energy? I think I was um, one of our mentors, actually, his flight got delayed the other day, and everyone in the airport was ranting and raving at the desk. Why has the flight been delayed? What are you going to do about it? I need to get home. I'm going to miss my connection, blah, blah, blah. And he just decided to put some music on and walk away because ultimately they're not going to magic a fucking plane out of anywhere so that kind of like 
people do it with their emails and it's really strange they're like oh i sent an offer email and it's the first offer email i've sent this month after a series of value emails and nobody bought i really need to dig into why nobody bought well you you do need to get a roundabout idea why nobody mm. bought but you don't need to dedicate your life to finding out why that offer didn't work go it's easier to go and find an offer that does work I talked about this with uh, Martha recently, maybe the last episode, um, about going down these rabbit holes. And sometimes you just got to know when when to stop. And like I say, focus on something more positive. Yeah. The nine hundred fifty people who opened your email, or the fifty who unsubscribed. Yeah. What other email tips can we share before we go? Well, apart from do it. I think brevity is your friend. I think so many people try so hard to write war and peace because they think that makes them look like they're giving value. And actually, sometimes you can get a point across in a couple of paragraphs, and if you can, you should. Mm, there's a lot of pressure, I think, on, on almost all kinds of content now to be long for. Yeah, and it's bollocks. It, it's annoying me to an extent, because you add emails, landing pages, uh, printed newsletters. Sometimes, if you can do it in one or two sentences, you should. I've got to be honest, very few people are good enough writers to do long-form content. If you're great at or, writing... Or, hold, funnily enough, really short-form content well, either. And can hold interest, then that's great. But if people are going to like switch off halfway through and you don't get your point to, to your point till the end, not enough people will see your point. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we, we know someone who's, who's, who's a great marketer, but when it comes to a call to action, when it comes to the main point you want to get across, it's so fucking lost in all this other shit. Oh. And, and, you know, we talk about fluff a lot, you know, and, you know, my bugbear about the overuse of adjectives and all this kind of stuff. Super. If you need to embellish all your copy with all this other fluff, then a lot of the people who might be interested in what you have to offer, they won't be clear on what you want them to do. Yeah, and it attracts the type of person that, like... Over, over complimentary, over adjective filled, fluffy bollocks. Well, to an extent, bollocks. I, I there's there's things that come into language, isn't there? That just happen, and like, I, I at some point I'm going to have to accept that a lot of people say super now, super fun, super this, super that. But it, but it's just not for me. Um, It'll be another word soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. It, but it, that that just seems to be one that's lingered for a while. Like, oh, are you excited about this super fun paddling pool coming to the town near you? Bollocks. But that kind of fluffy language, from experience, attracts unfocused people. And and I, I watched a, a clip this morning, and it was a female entrepreneur. I don't I don't know who she is. It was on TikTok, and she said, um, "I can make." decisions on people based on how they behave in the coffee queue at Starbucks oh, okay. and I was like oh this is interesting and she said um, if there's a queue so an actual queue and they get there and they haven't made their decision on what they want yet and they're going mm, oh could I just ask about this she's like I can I can make three decisions on them straight away and it the, the one was that they lack empathy because there's a queue of people behind them and they didn't make a decision before they got there even though they had the opportunity to Fucking hell. Nice. Uh, the second was they're indecisive, um, which isn't a good trait. If and and then the third was that um, they're probably narcissistic because they lack the ability to make a decision 
effectively at the same time as lacking empathy. And I was like, bloody hell. And she was like, so a lot of people might say if you're interviewing someone, take them out for a meal, see how they treat the waiting staff. She said, no, take them for a coffee and get them to order. And I'm like, oh. But the the point I'm making is the same could be said for how people write emails. If they over-embellish everything they say, if they talk about how everyone's a powerful being and blah de blah de blah and like uh, we're all beautiful creatures, all this kind of like overzealous language, chances are that they're, they're too busy trying to convince themselves. And I'd say those people are more likely to say I and we a lot as well. So mm. you can tell whether someone truly cares about you or themselves more by how many times they say I in what they're writing compared to you. Because we know people who say, oh, it's all about the customer, customer first, blah, blah, blah. And then you read one of their long-form posts, and it's, I do this, I do that, me, 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 me. And it's like, hmm, yeah, well, I know exactly who you're thinking about, and it ain't your customer. Yeah, and, and that that's a really good indicator for when you're writing an email, like a top tip of, like, what value is it I want to give the person that's receiving this, and how is that going to be conveyed? So if if you're expressing your knowledge in... I and we, you're not passing that knowledge on. You're just telling them how clever you are. Mm. If you're expressing your knowledge in you could or you may or you might, what you're actually doing is giving them the opportunity to utilise the knowledge, and it's a gift. Yeah, absolutely. And and I don't think many people do that well. Rough rule of thumb, for every time you say I or we, say you three times. Oh, there we go. Can't give away all our secrets, John. Yeah, well, I think we've nailed that one. So what do do people need to do if... um, you want to know a little bit more about email magic? Apply for a free discovery call at cobreak.co.uk. Boom. Wicked. All right, take care, everyone.